Parental discretion is advised. It is the Monday Mayhem Warriors. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Just me and the dog hanging out. Oh, wait, who's on the line? It is one mainstream Matt from WrestlingInc.com. Hello, Hello. baby. How are you doing tonight? Right. This lovely evening. How oh. is the dog? The dog is fine. The dog is fine. He got stuck in a windowsill the other day when I came home from my Saturday out. <laughs> he climbs up in the windowsill. And there's the, the, when the couch is too close to it, sometimes it gets, you know, moved up. That he has that range. It's a 12 for those that don't know if you don't follow my Twitter and Instagram. And uh, he's on the windowsill and he can't figure out how to turn around and get out because of the mm. drape that's there. So I just come home and there's a dog in my window and I don't know how long he's been there. So, and I've been gone at this point probably for like ah, six to eight hours. So right, hoping like, he wasn't thank God you're home. home. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, yeah. and he just like peeks his head out, like hello, and I'm just like, do you need help? And there you go. So yeah, it's a, it's how it is, you know. I mean, your dog does weird things too. I mean, we were talking the other night, and your dog wouldn't let you sit down. No, no, he gets mad when I sit down. He barks at me because he wants to go outside. He barks at um, you when you sit down. And the down. funniest thing is, I'm sure I'm sure your dog is not very fond of the rain. He doesn't care. More or less. Well, okay, my dog's like a cat. Yeah. So he hates the rain. But um, there's one thing he loves more. He loves to go with us in the car more than he hates the rain. (laughs) So the other day, we were having a, like, just torrential downpour, like, big drops. Mm -hmm. And we're hustling the kids out the door because we're going to the movies, actually. We were going to the movies. So we're definitely not taking our dog with us. But he really wanted to go along with the boys. And he's, like, waiting at the door to go out there with them to the point where I'm like, you're dumb. You hate the rain. So I just put my, put the leash on him just to let him go out the door so he could see that it's raining. So it would discourage <laughs> him and, you know, make him come back inside. Mm-hmm. And my dog gets out there on like the walkway. He's halfway down the walkway standing in the rain. Like it's name a rom-com. I can't think of anything right now. Uh, he's standing in the rain, staring at my boys, getting in the car, hoping that they'll let him come with them, but they won't. Because um, he's got to come back in the house. I'm like, Gilbert, come back in this house right now. About, and by the time he comes back in, he is just full-on wet dog. Wet, geez. sad dog. Wet, sad, alone dog. Because then we left <laughs> him in the house. Jeez. See you later. So, Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, he loves the car. The car is his favorite. Yes. So. Yeah. Oh, mine loves it too. I, I, he, he seems to be actively depressed when he doesn't go on a car ride. And even at least we have the three block ride to bring him up to the studio. So, and now he's like completely mm-hmm. passed out over there on a pillow. Um, anyways, this is the Monday Mayhem Warriors. Please check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. We are here uh, live every Monday that we can uh, after Raw goes off the air, just shortly after that. And we uh, hang on, uh, go over Raw if some of us watched it. I do not. I will state that now. I do not watch Raw for mental health reasons. Um, but some people are relatively paid to do it uh, on this show, and that includes Matt Carlin's guest to know what's going True. on. Because you are a journalist. This is for journalistic integrity. 
mm, this isn't really journalisming. This is more like reporting. Okay. Documenting. Sure. I'm documenting okay. the events of Raw. But I am being compensated for it. There you go. No one really watches Raw unless they're being paid to do it or they have a podcast <laughs> or they have a recap. That's, that's what all, the, the that's all that's people, left. The only people who watch Raw in its entirety are the people who are being paid to cover it for other people so that the rest of the world doesn't have to watch that's it. it. That's, that's, that's the it. ecosystem we've created here on Monday night. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's a right. self-feeding. It's a self-feeding masturbatory process. Yeah, yeah. And there's a million podcasts of which we are one of many. One of many, well, by yes. far the best. <laughs> yes, but one of the longest running, of course, as exactly. a wrestling mayhem show. And of exactly. course, if you want exactly. to support these endeavors and our uh, mental health retreats uh, to recover from this, you can support us at Patreon.com/slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. I will disclose that none of that has gone towards Mad Mike's uh, seeming excursion to Hawaii that he is still out on. Uh, Ronnie me- texted me and said, I think he's at the real Jurassic Park today. I had not had a chance to look at his pictures to confirm, but he did send us a note that he did visit the Maya Via family restaurant, I guess. So um, hopefully. I'm- wow. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Um, like still, I think it was reflected on the Young Rock show, but you know, I didn't think it was, I didn't know. I, I don't know. So, man, now I have a wrestling reason to go Hawaii. So, anyways, well, are th- mm. how are you doing? Is there any Lego updates this this week? Did you did you build anything new? Nope. No, no, nope. no, no, no. Yeah, I'll show you again in case you missed the last week. No. There you go. The Lophosaurus. Speaking, of I finally Jurassic saw Park. Dominion. So I yes. Thought, how was yeah, it? How it. was that? Briefly, I got feelings. You got feelings. You go through them now, or you want to wait until after we get through? We'll raw. see if we have some time at the end because I know we didn't get to Thor last week. So. Yeah, we gotta get through. Do I have to get through Thor too? We gotta talk about all these things. We'll when see Mad where we'll see here? how we're doing. Time. I I gotta I gotta make I still gotta close my rings for today. So uh, I need to get up and walk around about ten till because uh, I'm like one away from my stand and I'm honest like oh. a, a week and a half streak. I need to make sure it is fulfilled. So, anyways, so, <laughs> so well, let's you, talk about. Listen, Sorg well, is working on Sorg. Let's talk about Raw. Let's do it so that we can get on with this business. Sorg, yes. I'm going to give you one guess. Of the first person, I, I'm going to give you about 20 guesses. 20. Of who you think was the first individual to appear on the screen when Raw came on the air tonight? Vince McMahon. 20 guesses. No, you're wrong. Triple H. Nope. Theory. No. You got 20 guesses. I got 20 on. guesses. I can give you like the rosters. Only like there's no more than 20 people on this show. So the Miz, names the Miz, no. the the Roman Reigns, no, Paul Heyman, no, Adam Pierce, no, John Cena, no, Seth freaking Rollins, no, um, I know Kevin Owens came out later because I had it on during that. No, <laughs> that was Ken. not a guess. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Titus O'Neil. Okay, I saw I saw a tweet about this, and I have so many questions. What did Titus do? What did Titus do? What didn't Titus do? Oh no. Well, Titus is yes in the ring under a spotlight. Okay, he is he is apparently the newly minted WWE Global Ambassador. He and will he's... represent WWE around the world. He will okay. spread goodwill. 
putting smiles on the faces, etc., etc. Okay. Uh, he says you'll never hear WWE talk. He goes on about WWE. You'll never hear them talk about politics or religion or any other topic that's divisive, because this is a place where WWE wants to make sure everyone has a good time. Okay. This is very curious to me, Sorg, for yeah. many reasons. Uh, one of all being uh, we never see Titus O'Neil on uh, WWE programming, at least the live version. And Certainly he's been doing many of his philanthropic ventures. We yeah. uh, we get to see video of from time to time, but to see him physically in the arena, I'm sitting here wondering: Are they doing this because it would be in bad taste to send Vince out there now? Is that what we're doing? Just send this other person out there to kind of like give the brain. What are we doing? Um, I know we tried that line last week. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, be too. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna cast too much shade on this. And just let's just say that Titus O'Neil has a new job title with WWE. They were in Tampa, anyways, which of course is a very Titus O'Neil area. That's where he's from, after all, and where a lot of his um uh, uh charity and foundation work goes on. So, uh, it was an appropriate place for them to roll him out. Mm-hmm. Let's leave it at that. Let's try not to be too suspicious. That's, but yeah. Sometimes yeah. I get suspicious. Yeah, it's, that's, that's we're gonna suspicious. pretend this was a nice thing, and we'll let but this go. Why? Because at least it wasn't Vince. What would um, instigate this idea? I'm wondering. What? But, what could possibly what make them think this was possibly. a nice thing? It just uh, it's always about the li- the little language. Don't with the little things, you know. Anything they start, anytime WWE starts talking about being too happy about things, you start <laughs> to get suspicious, <laughs> right? We just want to make everybody happy. I'm like, do you? Really? A little mad mic for you. Yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, in we go. Um, Sorg, who do you think is the second person? No, I'm not going to do no, that. No, 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 um, no, no, no. We'll be here all night. Uh, Becky Lynch comes out. Um, she, this promo was hard for me to track. Something about the little engine that could, and she describes herself at one point as a ginger locomotive of some sort. <laughs> uh, she says she'll ginger be the next problem. A ginger locomotive. It was even better than that. This was not too bad. Um, ginger locomotive. No, no, never mind. That's in bad taste. <laughs> uh, bad, right. joke, bad joke. Bad joke. Bad joke. So I'm. A, she said it. So it's okay. Yeah. Uh, she says she gets the winner of tonight's title match. And they will have to defend it against her at SummerSlam. So winner advances to meet her at SummerSlam. Bianca Belair comes out. They chatter back and forth for a little bit. Belair says she's going to kick Lynch's caboose back to Ireland. Carmella comes out. We're going to have our women's championship match under an added stipulation that comes out of the blue. And that is that, perhaps you remember last week, Carmella defeated Belair by countout. So this week, in this title match, if Belair gets counted out, Carmella wins the championship. So they spend the entire like first half of this match Teasing countouts for Bianca Belair. Carmella like throws her over a barricade. She makes it back in. Carmella pushes her into the ring step. Belair gets back in. You know, it's that blah, 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 blah. Um, if you remember Money in the Bank, they basically recreated the finish from Money in the Bank. What? <laughs> exactly as it was at Money. Do you remember the end of their match at Money no. in the Bank? No, I don't. Okay. The end of their, their match at Money in the Bank was... Carmella appeared to have be in control. She just decides out of the blue to start jawing at Bianca Belair. I'm the bad champion. I'm going to be the champion. You can't beat me. You're not the EST. 
blah, 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 blah. And Belair just popped up, put her in the KOD, hit her, and pinned her. Tonight, exactly that. Again, that is exactly what happened. So Bianca Belair defeats Carmella uh, with the KOD. And now we are full steam ahead toward Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. Just like we were supposed to. Isn't that nice? Uh, where will we go next? Kevin Owens was back on Raw tonight, Sorgi. I saw this. Did not listen to a lot of it, but I did see this. He held a uh, he did a KO show mm-hmm. segment. He introduces his guest was Riddle. Um, they get into a little bit about why Owens hasn't been around the past couple weeks. Uh, Owens admits he had become a little bit obsessed with Ezekiel and that he had nearly lost his mind, so he had to step away to kind of like find some inner peace. But he says he's feeling more calm and collected, and he no longer cares about Ezekiel or Elias or Elrod, or whoever else is in his big, stupid family sword. Um, he also says that um, he and Seth Rollins used to be friends. This ties into Riddle, because now Riddle is going to be facing Rollins at SummerSlam. This was actually announced before Raw went on the air. Um, he talks to Riddle about how Riddle lost his pal, Randy Orton. And then Owens teases us by saying, RK bro was good. But bro KO could be great. Mm-hmm. Sorg? Dude, I'm in. I mean, anything I involving mean, Owens immediately it, gets it, you. If, gets anything, people if anything would resell me on Riddle, it would be it'd be Kevin Owens. <laughs> okay. Well, Riddle is too smart for this. He knows Kevin Owens is a Riddle lying is French Canadian. Too- <laughs> um I I I said that. I added that myself. Riddle didn't say that. No. Um so anyway, one thing gets to another. Riddle eventually gets up in Owens' face. They're starting to jaw at each other. Rollins' music plays, but just the burn it down part plays. Yeah, okay? that was weird. So they're in each other's face, and you hear, burn it down, but there's no music. But Riddle, as you would, you're like, oh my God, here comes Seth Rollins. So Riddle kind of turns and he looks, and then nothing happens. There's no more music. And he turns back to Owens, and Owens is like, that wasn't me. <laughs> so then he turns back. And then it does it again. Burn it down! And then the music actually plays. And this time Rollins does attack, like, out of the crowd or something. Hits the stomp on Riddle. Owens just evaporates. I don't know where he goes. Riddle, Rollins hits the stomp again. He hits a pair of stomps. That's it. And uh, that was, uh, I think that was the night for Riddle. That's, uh, that's mm-hmm. too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, Sorg, I know you're wondering what's going on with the Judgment Day. And their prospective new member, mm-hmm. Dominic. Mysterio. Is it happening Will yet? Dominic turn to the dark side. Do we have diabolical teasy, Dominic teasy, yet? Teasy, teasy, teasy. All right, Damian Priest. All right, they they are in. He is in the ring with Finn Balor. They make their entrance. Did I skip something here? Oh, we'll get to that later. Wait, what's this? Nah, that's just set up for later. Who cares? You don't care about a Seth Rollins backstage promo, do you? Nah. Nah, well, he comes along later. There's so much Seth Rollins on the first half of the show. Um, Priest and Balor are in the ring. He says, Damian Priest is like, we, we've been, we've been tart. We, we went after Dominic Mysterio. We want him to join us. Priest, Priest guarantees Dominic will join them tonight, Sword. Guarantees Dominic is going to join them tonight. 
They replay the clip of them beating up Edge because can't forget about that. Um, Rey Mysterio comes out. We get Rey Mysterio versus Damian Priest, and Damian Priest wins. He beat Rey Mysterio with the Razor's Edge. I think he got a little outside interference help. Nope. Priest beat him clean as a sheet. That's two straight weeks of Rey Mysterio losing clean as a sheet. Sorg, they are celebrating his 20th anniversary in Madison Square Garden next week. What better way Is to it the- heat up Rey Mysterio to be the linchpin of your big raw at Madison Square Garden next week than by beating him flat with Balor and Priest in back-to-back Jeez. weeks? I don't know. Makes sense to me. Um, so after the bell, Priest and Ballard are going to beat up on Ray some more. They get their chairs. They're going to do a little concerto thing. But Priest is like, wait, hold on a second. Hey, Dominic, you get in this ring right now and you join the Judgment Day. Or we're going to squash your dad's head with this steel chair. What's Dominic supposed to do, Sorg? Just stand there and let this happen? Of course, he crawls into the ring. And he's like, fine, fine. You win. I'll join the Judgment Day. All right? He did it, Sorg. He joined the Judgment Day, right? Priest is like, no, 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 no. He's like, that's not how it works. And they beat up Dominic anyways. They kick him out of the ring. (laughs) (laughs) What a geek! Sorg, I, I, you know, you, you've named like two storylines that I've witnessed in a single promotion over the last two months. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. They spent so many weeks just like, just ogling, making eyes at Dominic, and they finally got him. And they're just like, nope, nah, maybe somebody else. <laughs> He's losing it over here. <laughs> He's just lost it. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, script- I'm scrolling through this uh, stuff that I wrote. We're at 4,000 words on Raw tonight. Now I'm trying to condense it into five minutes and it's not working. Ezekiel versus Seth Rollins. Oh, oh, this might sound familiar. Okay. I don't know if you watched, because not everyone did, if you watched the July 4th episode of Raw. But we got Seth Rollins versus Ezekiel on that very same episode of Raw. It's been two weeks. We're getting it again. Uh, they had a nice... I, I'm going to be honest with you here, Sorg. They had a nice match. And not just because, you know, as someone who is living and breathing here in Pittsburgh, I'm obligated to root for Ezekiel since I assume that like his brother Elias, he is also from Pittsburgh. He must be another hometown boy for us to root on. Um, but Ezekiel does... A, uh, his usual uh, wonderful job here. Uh, and Seth Rollins wins anyways with the stomp. And uh, that is the end of that. Where should we go next with this? Oh, okay. Here we go. Amos versus Angelo Dawkins. You might remember they had a six-man tag with uh, involving R-Truth and like the Usos and Amos and the Prophets. And uh, Angela Dawkins ended up getting pinned in that match by a moth. So a moth and Angela Dawkins are going to go one-on-one tonight. And we're going to find out, <laughs> was this a fluke? Or <laughs> is a moth really an unstoppable killing machine? Uh, he's an unstoppable killing machine. We'll get to that. Um, but somehow the, the Prophets still managed to win these matches. 
First of all, what the hell? Angela Dawkins beat Samas via disqualification. Here's how this works. Okay. First of all, they start the match, and um, Montez Ford, loyal tag team partner that is that he is, starts to doing everything he can to distract Amos so Dawkins can get some shots in. So first thing he does, he jumps up on the ring apron. You know, he kind of makes some noise. He hops down. He's reaching under the bottom rope, you know, like he's going to grab Amos's ankle, but he can't quite get him. He's just doing anything he can just to make a nuisance of himself so Dawkins can just get in a little bit of offense. And Dawkins gets in a little, a little bit of offense, a little bit, you know. You know, a little punches, you know, a little twisty splash in the corner. He hits that a couple times. And then <clears throat> Dawkins goes up against the ropes. MVP reaches in and picks Dawkins' ankle from under the rope. Referee sees that, and he calls for the bell into disqualification. Oh, jeez. Okay? Usos are at ringside, too, for all this. So everybody piles into the ring after this. And they're all, you know, making faces, probably fighting. Adam Pierce comes out. He's like, no, 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 no. We can't have this. Let's not do this. Um, MVP, you're in a, in a suit. MVP, you're in a suit. Uh, so you will <laughs> wrestle. You will team with Amos against the Street Profits right now. And uh, they come back from the break. And they ring the bell. And Amos is a killing machine. Um, MVP gets to get a little couple classics in there. We got the ball and elbow tonight, Sorg. That's always fun, right? We enjoy seeing MVP play the hits. Do you enjoy seeing MVP play the hits? Yeah, I like MVP. I like MVP. You like watching MVP work in the ball and elbow? I love it. Um, let me find the end of this match. It gets pretty interesting. Um, Okay. MVP runs into a punch by Dawkins. Both men are down. They crawl to their corners. Montez Ford tags in. Unstoppable Amos tags in. Ford catches Amos with a kick. Amos catches a crossbody. Goes to press slam Ford. Ford lands on his feet. Hits a few more kicks. Ford springboards, but lands right into a huge, huge, like, big Kali, great Kali chop from Amos. Dawkins breaks up the pin. MVP and Dawkins start to brawl. They go and they spill to the floor. Dawkins throws MVP into the Usos. The referee gets distracted by that. He's barking at the Usos and MVP at, 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 at ringside. Dawkins gets back into the ring. Now it's him and Ford behind the referee's back against Amos. So the crowd's like, maybe they have a chance now. <laughs> but they don't really take full advantage. Where I would have done double kick between the legs would have been my move. They go for the double super kick. They hit the double super super kick. Amos is down. Montez Ford goes to the top rope. He hits the frog splash on Amos, right? The huge one, the big frog splash. You know what I mean? He gets a one count. Amos kicks out. <laughs> There's a clip of it on Twitter. <laughs> Poor Montez Ford oh, the one is count. like, stop. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, Montez Ford goes back to the top rope. One of the Usos, I think it was Jay Uso, he pushes them off the top rope. Referee calls for the bell. Another disqualification uh, win for the Prophets tonight, Sorg. 2 and 0! Oh! Uh, they brawl, blah, blah, blah. Okay, this is fun too. We go backstage. Sarah, Sarah Schreiber says, uh, Please welcome my guest at this time, 
camera pans over and it's Veer, okay? But Sarah Schreiber looks at him as if, you're not my guest at this time, but you're here anyways. Veer is here. Veer looks at her, says nothing, glares at the camera, glares at Sarah Schreiber as pictured, and then just goes, boo! And she kind of like, ah! You know, and he's like, ha, 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 and he walks off. <laughs> and then Sarah Schreiber goes, <laughs> and then Sarah Schreiber's like, Please welcome my actual guest at this time, The Miz. And The Miz walks in. And he talks about Logan Paul. But yeah, wow. Oh, yeah. They're big time shoehorning of uh, beer into the show. Wow. But that's our, all right. <laughs> we got to get some good stuff in here. Um, Theory and AJ Styles. This is preceded by an extended. They love to do this now, Sorg. Hmm. They take for goddamn ever to get to these matches now, Sorg. Okay. So Theory makes his entrance. He's about to face AJ Styles next, right? So we do a commercial break. We come back from the break. Theory's in the ring. Theory's got a microphone. Theory starts to talk. He talks. This is not a bad promo. I think people were slagging on Theory on this promo. This promo is fine. He's getting what? He's getting whatted like crazy. The crowd is absolutely on the attack on him. They're whatting him. What, 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 what? Theory's just eventually just kind of like going with it i think he rolled with it pretty well he didn't really like try to no sell he's just like getting annoyed and then he's like will you just people just shut up you know doing that kind of a thing um you know the deal right what am i yeah, gonna do yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna get my title from bobby lashley at SummerSlam. i'm gonna cash in on reigns or lesnar what the heck is up with dolph ziggler i don't need another feud but here we are so um AJ Styles comes out. Um, they're going with this thing about um, Theory says everyone in the locker room hates him because they're jealous of him because he's so young and good looking and successful and blah, blah, blah. Styles comes out and says they don't, they aren't jealous of him. They just think he's a big jackass. Very classic, you know, comeback right there. Um, so they are going to have a match. But first, Dolph Ziggler's music plays. And yes, Dolph Ziggler must make his entrance and sit at ringside to watch this match. Dolph Ziggler Sorg is once again in a suit. No tie this week, but he is in a suit. Um, with a, under, There he is. Sorg rates Dolph Ziggler's fit. His grip. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what the pattern is on his shirt. It's okay. A little understated. A little hmm. floral design. There. Yeah, yeah. A little something. He's little in something. Florida. He's regionally appropriate. Okay. Um, this is a fine match. The ending comes as Theory escapes a calf crusher by Styles, I believe. He rolls under the bottom rope and goes outside the ring where Ziggler awaits. And then, uh, as Ziggler is, wait, not as Ziggler, but as Styles is approaching, you know, the ropes, the referee's like, no, 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 get back, get back. Referee turns their back for a moment. Suddenly, Ziggler pops out of the chair. Super kick. Boom. Theory's out. That's it. Count out win for AJ Styles. Sorry. Theory is taking a lot of losses, Sorg. Mm-hmm. You know what that makes me think? Theory's losing a lot. Makes me think this cash is coming, baby. Mm-hmm. Cash is going to be coming. They this love to do that. Real thing, they Sorg. love to do They it. love to do this. When yep. the losses start piling up, that win is coming. That cash in is coming. It might be coming soon. They might just be crazy enough to try this, Sorg. You think they're crazy enough to do this at SummerSlam? Yeah. They got to strap up 
Austin goddamn theory at SummerSlam? Have him take out be the one that takes out Reigns after that giant giant run. Did you have him cash in on Reigns or cash in on Lesnar? Mm. You have Lesnar beat Reigns. Mm. And yeah. then you have what what's the what's the better outcome? What's the future match you want? You want Theory versus Reigns well, down the well, road. Well, wait a minute. You don't I, I think I think you so have you, a, no, you say you know, Reigns beats Lesnar, then Theory yep. beats Reigns. Yep. And then that becomes Reigns after Theory. Yep. 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 Theory's gonna need some backup. I don't know where he's gonna find anybody. He has no friends. That's firmly established. Maybe he'll okay. find friends. Maybe he'll find friends. Maybe somebody will step up. Maybe uh, maybe Dolph Ziggler is going to be a secret friend. Secret that friend will help Ziggler. theory. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Secret friend. Okay. Oh my god! I for- almost forgot about this. My brain tried to block this one out, but now I'm here. We're gonna have some fun. Sorg. Uh, six woman tag team match. It is Alexa Bliss, Oscar, oh, and the twenty four seven champion Dana Brooke. Versus Dewdrop, Nikki, A.S.H., and Tamina. This is window dressing for a bizarre sequence of 24-7 title changes that happened during the match. Uh, first of all, uh, Dana Brooke spills outside. She's outside the ring because she dove onto somebody on the outside. Akira Tozawa sneaks out from underneath the ring and rolls up Dana Brooke, and he wins the 24-7 championship. Mm. Akira Tozawa then crawls back into the ring. Backs up right into Nikki. Nikki hits him with a twisting neckbreaker and pins him to win the 24-7 championship. Alexa Bliss comes up, grabs Nikki, hits her with her DDT, and she pins Nikki to win the 24-7 championship. Dewdrop comes in, hits a running crossbody onto Bliss, and she pins Bliss to win the 24-7 championship. Tamina comes up, she super kicks Dewdrop, and she pins Dewdrop to win the 24-7 championship. Dana Brooke comes back in. She rolls up Tamina, and she regains the 24-7 championship. And then she sprints from the ring back toward the entrance stage as an assortment of people chase after her. Moments later, Asuka puts Nikki in the Asuka lock out of the blue. And that gets the submission win. Somehow this six-woman tag team match sort I don't know if the correct me if I'm wrong, but I've seen matches where if the when the 24-7 championship match interjects into an existing match, that the previous match ceases to exist. Right? Uh, we can't have two concurrent matches at the same time, right? I can't I like can't. when one match begins, the other one must end. If we I don't, have two operating, I don't think that's like to. multiverses colliding, nope. right? Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. Didn't like we have this. Whatever. It depends on who's. <laughs> it depends on who the agent is on the match, probably. <laughs> Whatever's convenient so, yeah, at the time. Yeah, exactly. Right? Okay. Anyway, that's what happens. Uh, next week on Raw, it is the Mysterios versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Uh, as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Rey Mysterio. 20th anniversary of what, you might ask, Rey Mysterio? Uh, I believe it's the 20th anniversary of his arrival in WWE. Mm. Not his 20th year in WWE, because there have been some gaps in there. And certainly not his 20th anniversary in professional wrestling, 
because he was around for a long time before he got WWE. Right. 20 years of Ray. Right. 20 years since Ray arrived in WWE and had a banger of a match at SummerSlam against Kurt Angle. You remember that one, don't you, Sorg? Oh, boy, yes. Yes. Go back and watch that one, kids. You want to stop something over like Rover in a split second. I don't think that was his debut, though. I think he debuted on SmackDown against Chavo, and then he did the SummerSlam match against Angle. But either way, that was like his first, that was definitely his first pay per view match in WWE. Yeah, and he has an opener against Angle that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. Oh, and yes, Roman Reigns will be on Raw next Monday in Madison Square Garden, Sorg. Wow. Is it, when's the last time Mike we had a, back from Hawaii by then? When's the last time we had a live Raw in Madison Square Garden? It's years, right? I will have, I will have to check. I don't think uh, they they've have been there for recently for non televised. Oh, yeah. They did, they, they did a big non-televised show, I remember, because it was a big deal. They couldn't figure out who was going to fight Brock at that show. They kept it a big secret, and then it turned out to be Theory. Yeah. And he got beaten in, like, seconds or minutes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. Main event, talky segment, Sorg. Oh, boy. Miz TV with The Miz and Logan Paul. Um, It, it was fine. You know, uh, this is about everything. They, they basically retreaded everything you'd expect in our Miz. Miz, uh... I beat you up at WrestleMania because trying to teach you a lesson. You're not ready to hang with us here in, you know, the world of professional wrestling. You know, the Miz, you know, he's very good at, you know, pumping up everybody else. You may have 6 billion YouTube followers and have the most popular podcast on the, on the internet, but you can't make it here in my world. You know, yeah, very good Miz, you know, pumping you up so I can, you know, fight you later on. Um, we got a, uh, Brief interlude by, wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, here we go. Uh, so eventually Logan Paul, uh, Miz is refusing his challenge for the match at SummerSlam. So Logan Paul has to dig deep here, Sorg. And, uh, you know, we don't believe in long-term booking in WWE, but I think I might have detected some. Because after weeks and weeks of tiny ball jokes at the Miz, this is the key nugget of inf- this is the key plot point that logan paul utilizes and weaponizes against the miz as he refers to someone with two blueberries in his pants and then he starts a tiny balls chant and the miz is incensed sorg because this is not a thing as we've been told for weeks but it is a thing and, and the miz yes this t-shirt <laughs> you can actually purchase this t-shirt on wwe.com hello you my balls are massive <laughs> If you want to be mocked by your neighbors, oh, you buy this shirt. Geez. I I can't even. <laughs> and um, so the tiny balls joke pays off with Logan Paul using it again, weaponizing it against the Miz, and the Miz cannot take this mockery, and he agrees to the match at SummerSlam. Logan Paul versus the Miz one on one. What could go wrong? It'll be fine. Jeez. Won't it? Of course, Champ is involved. In... Usually, Champ ran out and tried to jump Logan Paul, but it didn't work. Logan Paul got the better of both, both of them. Put him in a I shark I thought they were going to do I was like, oh, a beatdown. How interesting. Uh, Logan Paul says he'll be back next week, too, on Raw in oh, Madison boy. Square Garden. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst um, that could happen? Well, that... so we talk about how successful all of these celebrities have been. Okay, it may be it's not correct to categorize Pat McAfee as a celebrity at this point because he's so 
you know, integrated into WWE at this point. But most of the time, these celebrity matches, these celebrities are now insulated within the boundaries of like uh, a battle royal or a multi-person tag. I can't remember the last time we had this big of a celebrity match that was strictly one-on-one. Um, the strictly one-on-one. I mean, do we count one-on-one match? Do we count hmm? Knoxville? I would count. I I think we could count Knoxville, maybe. Yeah. See, I felt like I needed my memory jogging. I don't know when was the last time we had something like that really set up. But yeah, you're right, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, Johnny. I mean, there was a lot of shenanigans around that. So, but I mean, like, the, and you know, carefully orchestrated. But I, yeah, I yeah. don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, prop comedy in this one. Either way, so, like, um, even if you you can call it even less than less of a wrestling match, and you could call it a live uh, jackass exhibition, which. That's true. That's clo- what the which yeah. Is, that was definitely what the which Johnny is close enough to live professional wrestling for me. And seeing it live, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was awesome. So, yeah. um, Bam Bam versus Lawrence Taylor is brought up. Um, did we? Did no, Dennis Robin never had a one on one? But yeah, then I can't think of anybody else. Uh, Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather immediately yeah. comes to mind for yeah, me yeah, as yeah. a. Uh, but also any of those, any of those, like they were one on one. But there were a lot of shenanigans around to cover. You know what I mean? Like there was like Yeah, you're you know, right. There was a lot of shenanigans in that Mayweather match. Did Bad with, Bunny uh, No Bad Bunny people. Bad Bunny was in a tag match and he was in the rumble? He's never done a singles, yes. correct? So Yeah, Bad Bunny never did a singles. Okay. Uh yeah, Bam Bam and LT was even though LT and Bam Bam had people in their corner, there wasn't a lot of outside involvement. No, no, that, that was, was more of a match. Just a match yeah. from what I remember. Um, uh cody versus Stephen amell that was yeah all of Stephen amell's yeah. matches were pretty much straight up yeah Stephen amell had a basically a straight up match against uh christopher daniels at the all-in oh yeah and uh yeah that was that was straight up one-on-one that mm-hmm. didn't involve any kind of uh other shenanigans but yeah you don't get like the strictly one-on-one celebrity match that's a little bit of a rare thing so mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when you try to like weed out the ones with you know a lot of outside interference which is what I'm going to use now to argue against the Johnny Knoxville thing, even though you you're absolutely right that that was a, a good uh, straight up celebrity match that we more had. or less, more or less, more or less. I mean, you had like you know everybody made cameos, of course, but you know, but it's just like yeah. a Orange Cassidy Wardlow last week, right? Yeah, I mean, there was when a... when Chuck Taylor suggested they use a chainsaw yes i just watched the I, and i watched the being the elite on that when they were looking for something they're like we're gonna kill him we're like no i don't think you should do like keith lee's coming up like walk, walks by and he's like you want to help us kill more though and it's like nah man i'm out <laughs> 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 it's worth it's a really good bte this week um, i have to check that one yeah, out yeah it, it, it's worth it it's worth it um so uh one quick news item before we uh bounce along to the next thing you're going to talk about uh, Rick Flair's last match was announced earlier this yeah. evening. Yeah, yeah. Did you was. hear about uh, what this match is going to be now? It's, it's going to be a, a tag it's, team it's match. A tag team match. Um, it is uh, Rick Flair and Andrade against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Sorg, Jeff Jarrett wins again, <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be there. He's going to, and he's refereeing the Street Profits and the Usos. Yeah. How? Jeff Jarrett, because Jeff, look into my eyes. Listen, listen to the sound of my voice. Jeff Jarrett always wins. Sorg, can you believe that at, there was a moment in time, and it was not too long ago, you and I were in were reasonably close 
to being in the presence of this individual. Like we had like we, we had a moment with them. We, we like, yeah, I, I think I, I took his hand. I talked. It was nice to meet you. I, I, I talked you know? to him for a second. You know, he was really this nice. Man, yeah. This man runs this business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's running the whole game right now. Yeah, yeah. He's it was doing like, whatever he wants to right, do. He's was, got a big office job at WWE, and he's popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. He was on. He was in GCW for like a minute. For a minute, just long enough to beat Effie, and then got out. Went over um, and walked away. <laughs> went over and walked away. That's that's how you do it, folks. Um, Jeez. I'm sure he told him he'd be back for the next one. Um, he he was the guest referee for the for an NWA pay per view. I think he did Crockett Cup. Oh, he was the one who was there when um, I think when Cardona beat Aldis for the title. That was like <laughs> a few months ago. Jeez. And then he got hired back at WWE. What's happening? <laughs> anyway, I know way, what's happening. Jeff way. Jarrett is happening. This man sword. This and this card is kind of fantastic too. Uh, it's got impact representation, including title matches, AAA, MLW, and uh, New Japan. Last I knew, they moved from the fairgrounds to a 10,000-seat arena for this show. Um, yeah, so, right. hey, that's what works. Out. I guess so. Um, but anyways. I wonder um, how they're doing with the tickets on. I wonder if they're replicating. They must be doing it. I mean, if they, that they were, I mean, like, I, it sounds like they're... They're they're going all in on this show and it's pretty crazy. So, so sure, you know, um, I don't know. I'll be busy in Iowa that weekend. I, oh, I'm sorry to hear even, that. You're I don't even know if I'm going to watch. I don't even know if I'm going to have a chance to watch SummerSlam at this point. Um, unfortunately, but because um, I'm going to be spending like two days trying to get to Iowa to do a gig. Uh, but uh, oh well. Well, I guess I could watch it in the car while somebody else drives. I'd be like, hey, you you take the wheel for the next four hours. Yeah, we just like put it on your radio. I'm sure you could create put it on your, radio. Images in your yes, mind's eye you while you're yes. listening to just the audio theater, only. SummerSlam Theater of the Mind. SummerSlam Theater of the Mind. You know, Michael Cole's a veteran announcer. I'm sure you could paint the image in your mind of what's happening. Um, oh, jeez. All yeah, around that's you. Right. I, don't, that's right. I don't see anything for... Uh... <clears throat> I'm I'm skimming through here to see if WrestleTix has done any kind of an update on uh, Ric Flair's last match, but it doesn't look like we're gonna get anything. Oh like no! Oh no! Really it, it it sounds it sounds like it's a very, pretty interesting endeavor, from what I've uh, heard conversation and. Uh, interesting. Uh, That's one way to put it. <laughs> medically disqualified is how others would put it. I have to what. <laughs> You know what? There are older people <laughs> wrestling out there, believe it or not, Sorg. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, just, uh, I don't know. I'm glad it's not a one-on-one match. That no, uh, it would actually shout out our friend. Uh, our friend Mike Moran is actually, um, I think, providing tech and support for the production on that show. So you know, it's going to be top-notch. So you know, much like what we did for the uh, WrestleCon and the uh, uh, WrestleMania Weekend Collective events. Um, you know, so so you know, it's not you know, it's going to be it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. And they're really pay-per-view is $34.99 on fight. And the roast is $70 on fight. I know they're the like, the roast is 70. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> what is, is that like a package? You get a package. It's gotta be a package. There? there was like a $250 package for like all the shows for the weekend or something, you know, like, oh, like, like, like well, all the star cast, right? Probably. Um, cause this is, this is a Conrad fight joint production craziness situation so yeah i think uh is a new japan running a show out there 
during that weekend. Too, I'm I'm maybe? unaware. I am unaware. Okay. So I heard. Well, I heard. <laughs> Look at. I heard word of where they don't might. Don't mind if I do. I heard word where they might be going in the near future. That's very very interesting. But um. Oh, you want to spill the tea? No, gonna, no, I'm not. Like, I, I've learned that. not to say certain information. I learn in front of a journalist. Uh. <laughs> I've had to, I actually had to use off the record in a text to you the other day because <laughs> I'm worried. I keep, I keep I'm worried. Secrets. I I'm, always I'm worried. Who don't you're... listen to this. I'm, I'm don't wor- listen to this sleaze bag. I'm a high, I'm an <laughs> ethical and provocative. I don't know what on, you're bringing uh, up the Nick over media. there. I, I I found myself in some interesting <laughs> informational situations, and you know this is why you need to not tell me secrets. Because I'm like, hey, this happened. And I'm like, oh, shit. I just told a journalist on a website. <laughs> but, oh, well. I mean. Growing pains. There it is. I just write what happens on the on the TV. And That's I'm, right. I'm, That's I'm right. Very good at, I'm very good at keeping secrets. That's right. The roast of Ric Flair individually is $16.99. Okay. okay. Early bird price. It's available oh. until the 25th. And then it's uh, then it's nineteen ninety nine. Get in early, sword. Oh, I have to update my app. The last match bundle with plaque. Plaque. What? Bucks. You get a plaque. You get a plaque. You get a plaque. They're sending physical goods from Fight Now. What is this? Okay. What is this? Can I get? <laughs> Tell wait, me more. wait, wait. When Tell I me more. when I order Bound for Glory, will they send me the VHS tape too? Dude, I'd pay two hundred bucks for that. <laughs> I would like, yeah, yo, I'll, I'll drop eighty bucks solid white, on that. White, uh, that white clamshell uh, style VHS <laughs> yes. box. Was well, at least nice. two tapes, like you know, uh, Titanic style. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, you got you order this two hundred dollar package. You get every Starcast show. Yeah, Ric Flair's last match, the roast of Ric Flair, and something more. You will have a piece from the event in your home because with this bundle. You receive exclusive ring-used canvas piece in a commemorative limited edition plaque. Try not to accidentally hit buy on this. $200. <clears throat> man, the, the shill on this is out of out of sight, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. I You know what? It, it, there's a point where you just got to, like, just got to. You know, you just got to tip your cap. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, oh, dude, do, Con- do Conrad, Conrad has the best. They want to keep giving you money. Keep taking it. Yeah, dude, that's Con- the pro wrestling way. Conrad, for, like it or hate it, like like Conrad is the most like I am going to like like wrestling businessman thing with the whole star casting, with the whole podcast, ad free show, whatever that's going on. You know, just yeah. and. And, and and I just read I just finally read the uh, Tony Schiavone graphic novel biography thing, and it's like you know that somebody like Conrad like goes to somebody like that and reinvigorates them into wrestling when he had like walked away from it for like fifteen years. So that's that's really cool. So I think I think Conrad is a net positive for the wrestling business. That's my take. That's my short short hot take on that. So. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, my my feeling is that as long as wrestlers are getting good gigs, that oh yeah, pay, oh yeah, it's good. It's brought and it's brought these, I would say, old timers into this new media generation. Right? He's able to. He's been he's been really good about look, you know, taking them and say, okay, if you bring in this way, but also you know, this and this is a business guy that was doing what was he doing real estate or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's like the whole mortgage thing. lending. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I sat on a 
I watched a panel with like yeah. him, Bruce Pritchard and Cole Cabana and Philadelphia one time at a non-wrestling event. So uh, I got the whole background. I was like, wow. okay, now I get it, you know? So anyways, yeah, but, but that sounds like an interesting environment to see them yeah, was, on a panel was, at a non-wrestling event. It was so. podcast movement. Missy was also a presenter at that event, not on the same panel as those two, but which, and I had no idea. Yeah. I was like, Oh, wrestling, whatever. And I looked, I'm like, Cole Cabana. Cause I had just seen him like a couple weeks before at a show. And I was like, Hey man, you know, and we bullshit for a little bit, but anyways. Thank he you, is sir. the um, yes. He's the he's the mothership from which all of these tiny little he podcasts really have been born. He really is. He was he was the never forget. He was the uh, the pioneer, if you will, uh, of showed every, wrestlers. He showed on everyone the way. Yes, yep. yes, and now everybody is benefiting. Except for well, yep. maybe we are too. Yes, we kind of are too. Matt Carlins, you can check out his uh, his uh, articles that some kind get retweeted by CEOs of wrestling companies over at WrestlingInc.com. Oh, my God, that's right. I upset Tony Khan. You this upset Tony Khan. So much fun. You upset Tony Khan. But, he didn't uh, read the article. He go, only read the go headline. Check that if he would have read the article, he would have yes, been much more respectful yes. in his response. Mainstream Matt. One T on the Twitter. I am at Sorgatron. Please go check out. We just tweeted from, we just put on a bunch of our uh, uh, Twitter on Instagram, our tour of the Lucha Libris, uh, Lucha Street Taco, I'm sorry, um, over in Squirrel Hill, which is run by a friend of the show, Bubba the Bulldog, who I got to see wrestle at KSWA's Under the Bridge. All under, brawl under the bridge. And I got some images and stuff there and some videos are going to be coming out. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to, well, I, I, I tweeted a lot of videos. So playing a lightsaber battle on my TikTok. Check that out with the Enzo. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, our guests tomorrow are going to be, oh, I don't have the, the, the things are uh, Steve Falcom with the wonderful color books that we showed off a little bit ago and former uh, uh, NWA uh, was a United States North American champion. I think he was. Paul Atlas will be joining us on the show uh, along with him. I got some good buddies and it'll be good to be catching up with them because I haven't talked to Paul and Steve for so freaking long. Uh, so looking forward to that. We're going to be talking a lot of old school wrestling, more likely. So join us at 9 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Mayhem out. Stay tuned for Silk Stockings. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.